Everybody, you hear that music, you know what time it is. Tonight, on this episode of The Life of Pi, we are talking James Bond, baby. The man, the myth, the legend himself. And tonight, I have a very special guest. We've been coordinating for a couple months to make this happen. One of my oldest friends in the entire world literally has known me since I was five. I am now 34, so you can do the math. Mr. Luke, thank you for joining me. Paul, thanks for having me. It's a long time in the making. I'm excited to, to finally get on the show. I know, man. I'm pumped. Now, folks, Luke is the encyclopedia of all things Bond. He knows the rarest facts. He knows all Ian Fleming books back and forth. If he doesn't, I'm just going to give him credit anyways. I appreciate that. So, a little like for a little background for everybody, Luke, we've known each other since I was what five, when you were six, I, I believe, is when you yeah, and my brother uh, met. Yep, yeah, uh, met your brother in uh, elementary school, and then met you after that. So, known you for for most of your life, Paul. And then, of course, I, I love how you guys met. You told my brother that you were the Red Ranger. Does Green Ranger actually? <laughs> Green Ranger, Green Ranger. Yeah, then he's. <laughs> He swore to everybody that he was going to stay away from me, but it just didn't happen. Yeah, and 30-plus years later, here we are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, we are talking Bond. Like, Now, go ahead and talk about it. How did you become like a Bond just fanatic? Yeah, it's one of those things where, and, and your brother Steve would probably tell you, it's, I, I'd get obsessed with things. I was obsessed with Power Rangers and... I was like, hey, this, this is my life. I am the Green Ranger. I'd go around telling people that. So I knew a lot about the Power Rangers, too, uh, if you ever have a, a podcast on them. But, uh, we, we, so we can talk Power Rangers if you'd like. <laughs> yeah, you know what? We'll save that one. I'm going to need to brush up on them because it's uh, it's been a real long time since I've watched any Power Rangers. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, so with James Bond, it was I was probably in middle school. It was 1997. Uh, it's when Tomorrow Never Dies was being released and I saw the preview on TV and I was watching TV with my dad and I said you know what this looks awesome and my dad's like yeah you know you're old enough we can go see it and so we went and we saw Tomorrow Never Dies in theater and you know I was a younger kid at that time and one of the very first scenes uh, in Tomorrow Never Dies was explosions everywhere tons of good action and after the opening credits scene James Bond is uh, in the bedroom with a lovely lady. And so my dad kind of just looks over at me and it was just like, man, nah, maybe I shouldn't have brought you to the theater to see this already. But <laughs> At that point, yeah. it's too late. <laughs> the it damage is, late. is done. So uh, from that point on, I was just kind of addicted. I loved the action. I, I loved the locations Bond would travel to. And, and that's kind of where my love for it started. And then after that, uh, my dad, you know, we'd go up, my grandparents had a, uh, a condo up at Lake Erie, mm -hmm. and uh, one of the things we would do after a day being out on the boat is we would we'd go back, and then we'd go to the grocery store and pick something up to eat, we would pick up uh, an old James Bond movie, and so every weekend up the lake, we would watch a different Bond movie, and my dad's favorite was uh, Live and Let Die, and that was the second Bond movie I ever saw with Roger Moore, Okay, and I was I was very like I the action was just very different as you can imagine because of how old that movie was 
And uh, I was like, yeah, I'm really not into this. But I fell in love with Q, you know, because I noticed Q was in the Pierce Brosnan movie, Tomorrow Never Dies. Q was in the, the Roger Moore Live and Let Die movie. And my dad was like, yeah, this guy's in most of the Bond movies. And so that's kind of, you know, from early on in my life, that's where I was really, uh, I, I kind of fell in love with the Bond movies. And it, there was a kind of that bonding experience with me and my dad uh, because he was into it as well. And uh, it was something we got to, uh, we got to share together. So the, I know the original Q was like the old, the older guy. Was he, I don't I mean, I should know this, but I don't remember. Is he like the original Q for like all the Bond movies from like the very first Sean Connery ones? Or are they like... Did they bring? Yeah, a, Sorry, go ahead, man. Great, no, no, that's a great, uh, great question. So Desmond Llewellyn played played Bond, at, or uh, sorry, played Q, and uh, he started in 1963, which was the second James Bond movie from Russia with Love. So he was not the quartermaster in Doctor No, but uh, from from Russia with Love to his final appearance as Q in uh, Pierce Brosnan's 1999 movie, The World Is Not Enough. Uh, he passed away shortly after that movie was released, but uh, he played Q throughout all of those movies. And I loved his accent that he just hits a little butt and just goes under the floor and he's just gone. It was like a perfect exit for him. Oh yeah, it was. Like I was so glad. I'm like, okay, they didn't kill him. He had a cool little exit, and he's and everyone's just like, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah so it was it was a great because they talked about it. He talked about it with the producers before the movie. He said, hey, this is it. And so that was kind of his, his exit from the series. Mm -hmm. But what was ironic then is he, he passed away in a car accident uh, shortly after that. So oh, geez. It, it was a great exit from the series for him. So only the only Bond that I can – the only two that I can think of like in my, in my childhood is I think I guess growing up would be like Pierce Bronson and – Daniel Craig. Was there one before Pierce that I should remember? I know there obviously was one, but you got to figure those movies came out in what? He started doing them, what, the mid-90s? Pierce Bronson started doing it, I think? Yeah, yeah. Bronson was, uh, 1995 was Goldeneye. It was his first movie. Before that was Timothy Dalton. And his last James Bond movie was in 1989, uh, which was Licensed to Kill. Yeah, see, in 95, I would have been like, God, like seven or eight. <laughs> Well, you know what's funny? Your your uh, your mom's a big Bond fan, as you oh, know. Oh, huge Bond fan, huge. Your your mom loves was such a huge Pierce Brosnan fan. So I remember one year you and your brother and your parents had come over to, to my parents' house, mm -hmm. and it was it was New Year's Eve, and they had brought Goldeneye because your mom was just crazy about Pierce Brosnan. Oh my God, and, obsessed, uh, obsessed. obsessed. And, <laughs> and I'll never I'll never forget uh, watching that with you guys that that New Year's Eve. And of course, that spawned the greatest video game of all time, N64's Goldeneye. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with you there. I think everybody uh, out there would probably agree. That was definitely one of the best games ever made, and my personal favorite. Cause, I mean, because you think about it, that was one of the original first-person like shooters that was like big. I mean, you had like Doom and stuff like that, but this is like a movie they made into a video game, which hadn't really been done before, because Doom wasn't a movie yet. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a good point, yeah. And, of course, you have... And I love... They have the original character. You have the guy you karate chop people, the guy that throws the shoe, the golden gun. And, like, just the oh, horrible yeah. graphics just make it so awesome. 
<laughs> you know, that uh, brings back a lot of good memories of staying up really late at night, uh, drinking a lot of Mountain Dew, and mm-hmm. trying to trying to unlock all the secret characters in that game. So, and there was, um, so going to the movie, Goldeneye, that's the one where, like, he goes, falls in a huge satellite in, like, Puerto Rico, and the guy yells, I'm invincible. That's that yeah, one, right? Uh, yep, yep. Forest Christian Co. I gotta say, I, I haven't seen all the bunch yet. They're hard to track down unless you go out and buy all of them. But I would say I've seen about 90% of them. So out of all the ones that I've seen, I gotta say, GoldenEye and Skyfall are probably my top two for me, personally. Mm-hmm. Um, I know my mom, she refuses... Um, I think Tim, the guy that did one was Timothy Dalton, right? Your, your secret Majesty's... No, that- that was uh, George Lazenby, who uh, was on in Honor Majesty's Secret Service, replacing Sean Connery in uh, 1969. That movie came out. My mom uh, still refuses to watch that movie to this day. Will not watch it because she she's like he's so ugly. <laughs> well, no, I think she's talking. I think maybe Paul. She's talking about Timothy Dalton. No, it's that guy. She, she goes. The guy that only did one. I didn't go see him because he looks stupid. It's that guy. Well, that's interesting. He was uh, George Lazenby's an Australian model, or he was back in the day. Uh, he was a very good-looking guy. So mom was mom, mom was not a fan. Of it. To my knowledge, she's almost like I think she's like mid sixties now. She still has not seen it. <laughs> oh my gosh! I'm gonna have to talk to her. <laughs> as far as I know, last time we spoke about which was like years and years ago, she has not seen it. Did uh, Did she see the new Bond movie, No Time to Die? I want to say she did, but I don't remember. Because I know, like, the night I watched it, we were texting about it. And I can't remember if she watched it or not. I don't know. She may have, but she's real busy with being retired now. You know, so much to do. Living that life. Riding around around on golf carts. It's interesting because she hasn't seen On Her Majesty's Secret Service, but... And I'm sure we'll talk about it more as we, we talk about the new Bond movie, but there were just so many parallels between that Honor Majesty's Secret Service and and the new Bond movie. So uh, I would definitely, next time I talk to her, I'm going to have to say she's going to have to go back and watch that one. So how did you feel? Like, so, we're like again, the whole episode is kind of about Daniel Craig's Bond because there's so many Bonds to cover. We can obviously go back and have another episode where we talk about Sean Connery's Bonds if you would like to do that at some point. Yeah, that'd be great. So, Daniel Craig, I remember when he was originally cast, I didn't really know who he was, because, like, I was just starting to become, like, a psycho movie-obsessed person that I am now, where I just collect movies to collect them, and know actors who played with other actors in other movies and TV shows, and it's just, it's a whole, it's a whole problem now, but... No, I get it. <laughs> I remember when they cast them, everyone was, like, freaking out. My mom was pissed. She goes, Bond, she goes, Bond is not Bond. He's supposed to be British with black hair and beautiful. <laughs> no, you're you're right. It was a huge deal, and even even for me, that so he was cast in the first movie, Casino Royale, came out in 2006, and yep. even at the time, I was like, "What the heck are they doing?" I remember me, you, and John and Steve all went to see it at Great Oak Cinema. Yep. The opening yep. night, and I remember you left that, and you, and you go, "I'm okay with Blonde Bond. That movie was amazing." Yeah. <laughs> you you were you were sold after like the first ten minutes. Like well, I think that opening that opening scene oh, where he's smashing so somebody's face into the the mirror and into the sink and 
I'll tell you what, that's uh, that was tough to beat. He, he, I think he won over any doubters at that point after that opening scene. And I love like the black and white. I was like, oh, please tell me this whole thing is not in black and white. I just, I can't. And then that was like, awesome. and then like he pulled the guy. The guy pulls the gun on him, and he goes, oh, "I knew." He goes, "I know where you keep your gun." And then he shoots him, and then it's like, boom, entrance music. And I was just like, "Oh, that was amazing." It was. It was awesome. Yep. Great intro for uh, Daniel Craig. So, we're going to jump ahead to the latest saga, No Time to Die. So I watched this probably three weeks ago, and I finished the movie, and I was pissed. And I was angry, because we're it, it, it. And folks, we're gonna do spoilers. If you haven't seen it, pause it now, because we're gonna talk about how it ends and all that. So, I was pissed about the ending at first, but now, like you told me, you're like you're like just marinate on it, just like think about everything that happened. There's a lot to happen, and the more I thought about it, somehow I was like, that was a masterpiece. And I you come around. I did, and like, because it was like that. It's that initial reaction you see, it and you're like, "They killed him. This is bullcrap. Now they're gonna do freaking reboots." And you think of all the negative things, and you don't really realize, like, dude, Daniel Craig's doing this like in his mid fifties or whatever he is now. Mm-hmm. And it's like he's still crushing it. Yeah. No, he he looked uh, he looked great. Um, it was. It, it was awesome all the way so I yeah you and me both like when I left the theater after seeing it the first time I was just I was upset I was I was like what the hell did they just do and uh, so you know I saw it again and I thought you know what overall the movie was a lot better than I gave it credit for the first time because I was just so shocked at what happened at the end but um, I do appreciate the movie more. I think it was a solid movie, and we can talk about Daniel Craig ratings uh, later on. But uh, it, it was it was good, you know. I, I still am not pleased with the ending, though, Paul. I'm not because I know what that means. They're going to reboot it again, and to me personally, it seems like Hollywood just wants reboots, remakes, sequels, and prequels. I'm like, give me some original content, Bond. I don't really consider those sequels. Those are, they're, they're, they're their own individual stories with the same character. Does that make sense? Like, because it's like they're yeah. all based off individual books, so you can plug in a different Bond into different situations, be the different actor, and it's like I understand like some are like a storyline like this was. I think was Pierce Bronson's like a storyline. I don't remember. No. Or were they just kind of no. all over the place. Yeah, it was all over the place, as most Bond movies uh, were. They were their own independent stories. Very little little movies in the series had any carryover from previous films, but uh, there were there were touches of that throughout the series. But Daniel Craig's was definitely the most connected. And like, whereas, sorry, go ahead, man. But whereas, like, if you didn't, I, and I, I read, you know, I stayed away from all spoilers before this movie came out. But I did too. I read. I read that you know you better brush up on the series, the Daniel Craig movies, before you go and see it because you're going to be lost. And I'll tell you what, that's the case. Like if, if you went in there after not seeing a Daniel Craig movie or not knowing what was going on, you would have had a tough time following the storyline for sure. Oh yeah, if you just came in, you're like, I just want to see this Bond movie. You would have, you'd be like, this is the, I don't understand what's happening. Like yep. who, like who is Spectre? Who is, why is Rami Malek walking around with an AR-15 just killing people? Like. <laughs> 
I tell you what, that the beginning of that movie, I I really do appreciate. The beginning. It was like a horror I wasn't movie sure at first. It was, it was like, awesome, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, it was really intense. I was like, oh man, the whole movie's like this is gonna be badass. Yep. And he's just like shooting the ice to the girl, and then it zoomed out, and the girl's in the ocean. I'm like, oh god, he saved the girls. Like here we go. It's gonna be the girl that Bond's banging, right? Yep. Yeah. It's the girl that. Now, was she in the last one, Inspector? I can't even remember. She was. Okay. So that's I, what, she looked really familiar yeah. for some reason. I was like, I think that's the blonde girl from Spectre. That was like the doctor, right? Up on the mountains? Yeah. Dr. Madeline Swan, yeah. Yeah. She, uh, what's interesting, and I don't know if you, you put these together or missed it, but uh, Mr. White from the very beginning of Casino Royale. Yeah, that's her dad. High level. Yes, exactly. Oh, yeah. oh I got that one, dude. Yeah, I was yeah. watching it. <laughs> And they talk about, like, your dad's a killer. And then, like, I didn't really get it. And then I watched Casino Royale, and I was like, oh, oh, my God. Then, it, like, it put it all yeah. together from watch Casino Royale over again. Because you have Mr. White who comes in and tries to take out, um, oh, God, what's the guy with the bloody eye? It's leaving me right now. Um, Blofeld? Yeah, like the, main, like the main big bad in Casino Royale. Oh, Lashif. Lashif. And I remember, yeah. like, he's, like... Mr. White, his eye just do the setup or whatever, and then to talk about, and then Bond kills Mr. White. Then he goes, "Mr. White, we need to talk." Then I was like, yeah. "Oh!" It was like literally in that moment, I was like, "That's his daughter." I was yeah. like, no, I was like, it's uh, it, it is cool how it all came together. It was like it was all full circle. I was like, "Oh my god, this makes so much sense." They did. I give them credit, no matter what anybody thought about how how it all ended how daniel craig's story arc ended they the, the producers did a great job of of wrapping that story up so i mean it's, it's i mean like all of specter was killed you know it was uh i thought it was very well done in that regard Th that scene was like intense it was awesome wasn't it but yeah we're like again people spoilers we're, we're going to talk about them i'm just telling the audience so they know but yeah like when he goes to the party and they're just carrying around, I didn't realize it was an eye at first. I was like, what the hell are they carrying on this pillow? I'm like, yeah. oh, that's an eye. And then they showed um, Christopher Waltz's character. Again, all these characters are leaving me and I know all of them too. That's Blofeld. Yeah. They showed him in the cell talking. And then you and then I, put, I was like, oh my God, he's talking to people through the eyeball. Which is like yep. so just like crazy thing about it. He's still running his organization from a jail cell in like a black ops site. Which is just like, it's insane it's to think crazy. about. And yeah. then he just killed, and like, and then of course the scientist changed everything out and kills all of Spectre. And it was just like, what? It, it was awesome. That and then, was crazy. And then I love the part where they go, and where he heals Bloomfield in his ear and like, he goes, this party's our guest of honor, James Bond. And then everyone just like separates at the exact same moment and just spotlight is on James Bond. He's just like, shit. <laughs> I know. And then they all got killed by that uh, by that, that DNA weapon. Yeah. And then the chick that he was working with, I thought she was phenomenal. She played like, oh, I'm really scared. And then she's just like a badass. Paloma. Yeah. yeah. Anna, da Anna what, Darmus. What, what'd you say? I've had like 10 days of training. He goes, 10 days, huh? Yeah. <laughs> No, I thought, you know what, and that's, so that was one of my disappointments with the movie the first time I saw it is she was such a great character, and uh, I thought she brought great humor to the role, and she was a badass, and she would just, 
you know, she, she's taken out all these bad guys. She was funny. Uh, it was just, and then she wasn't in the rest of the movie. And I'm like, what the heck? That she was one of the best characters in the movie. Why, they, why they wasted her? But uh, yeah, I loved her scene that she was in, and I thought she did a great job. See, I actually like that. Like they gave her her spotlight, and then she's like, I'm out. I kind of liked it, honestly. Well, what do you think of a spinoff with her? I'd watch it. She's beautiful, and it's a woman kicking ass and heels in a dress, just shooting people and breaking their necks. I would watch it. Have you seen, uh, uh, this isn't Bond, but Daniel Craig, did you see Knives Out? Knives Oh, fantastic. Yeah, she's in that, too. What? She is? Yeah. What? Yeah, you need to you need to go check that out again. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I, I saw it, what, like a year ago when it came out? I rented it on, like, Redbox or whatever. I definitely saw it. I know they're coming out with another one. On Netflix, right? Uh, I don't think so. I think it's coming out of theaters as far as I know. Well, well, that's uh, yeah. Go back and rewatch it. I, I love that movie. I thought, I thought Daniel Craig in that was awesome too. He's also really good in Layer Cake. Yo, I love that movie. That was like, that was before Casino Royale, and uh, yeah, when I watched that after they had cast him as Bond, and then I watched that, I was like, okay, he 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 kicks butt. I I like this guy. And then obviously after the first scene we've already talked about in Casino Royale, it was just like, yeah, he's a winner. So. I want to talk about two things with no time to die before we jump to something a little different topic Bond-wise. Felix, that broke my freaking heart, dude. Oh, it, it did. Oh, too. my God. I, dude, I, I, cr- I cried that. watching the movie. I was like, no! This character yeah. is so great to play off of Bond with because he's the complete opposite. Yeah, Jeff, Jeffrey Wright, I, he's an awesome actor, and... Uh, yeah, I, I loved him when they first cast him in the role, and when when he died in the movie, I'm like, oh my god! And like I left the the, the theater depressed because I was oh, like, yeah. all these characters we love die. Like Felix doesn't die. That's what I thought when I saw them saw that scene. I'm like, Felix doesn't die. What's going on here? Yeah, and the thing is, when they're in the boat, as soon as as soon as they got they figured out that the other guy was working for Spectre and he gets shot, I'm like, he's gonna die. I just knew it. And I was like, uh, dude, when he when like Bond's trying to pull him out, he 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 looks at me and goes and he says, It's a good life, isn't it, James? And then James goes, It's the best. And then he just dies. Dude, I started crying. And I don't cry at movies. Yeah. I was like, Oh man, oh. Paul, I wish we saw that together. Dude, I was bawling. And then his body just floats away and James is just looking at him. Yeah. Oh, dude. It was a very dark movie. It was very oh, like yeah. It had a lot of depressing, uh, depressing scenes for sure. But on a brighter note, the Q branch, that dude is amazing as the new Q. I love the new Q. Well, that's you know, you, you, I, I like him too. Um, ben Win- Wishaw is uh, he, he's a great actor. I, I love what they've done with the character, and I, I hope they bring him back in a reboot. And that's something I wanted to ask you about. Like, mm-hmm. if they do reboot the series, they've had characters that have, have kind of transitioned from Bond to Bond, like Q did. Uh, Dame Judi Dench's M went from Pierce Brosnan to Daniel Craig. What do you think that you think they'll bring back some of these characters? Like, I love them all. I love Q. I love Money Penny. I love the new M. I don't know because I feel like they're going to try and be like, this is a new Bond era. New. Th- I feel like they're going to want their own fresh take on it. Kind of like. You've had like 
six to, like what five different Batmans in our lifetime, three different Spider-Mans. I mean, obviously Marvel yeah. did it because they're multi-universe, but like the Batmans, you, they recast that. We've had what George Clooney, Val Kilmer, uh, Christian Bale, now Robert Pattinson, Michael Keaton. I've lived through five Batmans, and I'm only ben thirty-four. Affleck. And Ben Affleck, thank you. Yeah, six, six Batmans, and I'm thirty-four, dude. Yeah. And the thing is, they never bring it. I mean, I'm not saying that's not what they're gonna do. I mean, they could honestly keep the Bond title and just pick like a different character, like um, like the black chick he was working with. I thought she'd be badass to kind of follow. She seemed pretty sweet. I forget her character's name, but she was awesome. Yeah, that's uh, it, I, I agree. I, I think they could bring her back, um, and and that's what I would love to see. Even if they rebooted the series, they could kind of. I, I what I envision is is the series going. They're going to do a reboot. I think they could bring back all these characters, and just kind of replace James Bond, like like the Daniel Craig story arc never occurred. Like I don't think they're gonna. This is a complete guess, obviously, mm-hmm. uh, and speculation, but I, I don't think that they're going to go down the path where they, they relaunch a new story arc, like with Daniel Craig. I, I, I envision them going to almost a movie-by-movie movie independent thing, kind of like they did in the past. And they could keep all the old characters, the Q, the M, the Money Penny, yeah. and, and just have a new Bond in there, like, like the Daniel Craig story never occurred. Me personally, I this this has been thrown out there rumored wise. The guy that I would honestly love to see Bond, and you may hate this, the guy that I think would be awesome as Bond is Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy, huh? That's I thought you were gonna say uh, Henry Cavill, Superman. Nah, no, I want Tom Hardy, a bruiser that's just gonna beat the shit out of someone with his bare really? hands. I yeah, think you know what? I think that'd He's be too awesome. big a name. I think. I'm mean, Henry Cavill Superman. I think he's too big a name too. I I'll give you that. I mean, I'm just I'm just throwing it out there, but I think it'd be kind of cool to have like just like a jacked Bond. That's just well, Daniel Craig. So you you think Daniel Craig was just short jacked or? I think he'd be medium jacked. I would say Tom Hardy is full throttle jacked. <laughs> yeah, you got <laughs> big difference. You got Bane or? <laughs> yeah, I mean, and and him. Have you ever seen him at Peaky Blinders? No, I haven't. I, I haven't watched that show, and oh, I've heard it's a good one to check in. Check out Peaky Blinders. The last season's coming out in a couple of weeks. He plays. He plays. A... He plays like a Jewish like mobster, I believe, is what it is, if I remember correctly, and it's awesome. Wasn't Timothy Dalton in that, or no? What was Timothy Dalton in that TV show, or no? Timothy Dalton, like Bond. Yeah. He was in some other show. No, he was in that show with uh, Eva Green. I think it was like a vampire show. The only vampire shows I know are True Blood and... We got Vampire Diaries, True Blood, The Originals. Those are only three I know of. Yeah, I'll, I'll look it up here. I'll find it. But uh, that other guy, the show you just mentioned, The Blinders Show, that had uh, Scarecrow in it from... Uh, Killian Murphy. Yeah, yeah. He is fantastic in that movie, in that show. Who's the main character there? He is. He is the main character. Yeah, he, he runs like the, the Irish mob. Gotcha. Yeah, I'll check that out. I've heard it's good. 
Oh, so the show I was thinking about, Paul, was the Penny Dreadful. Did you ever watch that? No, but I need to see it. That's yeah, that's yeah, that's Eva Green and then um, yeah. uh, Josh something. I can't think of not Josh Small, the other dude, who is in Forty Days and Forty Nights. Oh, Hartnett. Yeah, I think he's the other main character in it. Is it Josh Hartnett or is it another guy? I believe it's Josh Hartnett. Because he kind of disappeared for a while, and they're like, "Oh, brand new show." Everyone's like, "Where'd this guy come from? We thought he was gone." <laughs> thought he was thought he was gone, huh? Th- I thought he was gone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's, it is Hartnett. You're right. So, who would you want? To, okay, and how do you feel about the new Money Penny? I'd like the chick took over as Money Penny, the new Money Penny. Who would I vote for? Or did, are you asking if I like? Do you do you like like the new one, the girl that took oh, over? Yeah, I, I, I think they should keep her for sure. I would. I think she's awesome. I, I think uh, M is awesome. I want to keep them all. So, here is the question, Luke. What is what what is your number one Daniel Craig Bond movie? Man, that's a it's a great question. I should have uh, I should have come with a pre scripted answer. Uh, I I think. You know, it, it's definitely between Skyfall and Casino Royale. I think both are, are near-perfect movies. I think Casino Royale uh, is just such a great introduction to Daniel Craig as Bond. It introduced this this more aggressive James Bond, uh, more serious, uh, one who showed more emotion uh, with his, his uh, relationship that he had with Vesper. It was just... It was a great introduction to him, but I think Skyfall was a perfect movie. I, I think not only is it one of the best Bond movies, it's probably my favorite top-ranked Bond movie, but uh, I just think it's a perfect movie overall. It's just, it's fantastic. And, and the ending uh, with M dying, I wasn't a fan of, but like, you had everything in that movie. It was just a great story, uh, great cast. Uh, Javier Bardem is, I, I think, probably I would the just... best. I was going to say he's, he's the awesome. best. He's the best villain, by far. And that's what one of my issues with uh, with No Time to Die was. It, it, the first time I saw it, I'm like, man, Rami Malek is such a great uh, actor. They they almost wasted him in this role. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't see, you, you didn't get the feel for him that you had for Javier. And uh, so that's so Skyfall was just, in my opinion, just a perfect movie, start to finish. I just absolutely loved it. Yeah, like for me, Javier Bardem, I think he was just, I love like even at the end where Bob, I think it's, I forget who stands in the back. Is it the old guy, the old caretaker? Yeah. And he just goes, ah, he's just like irritated. He just got murdered. It was just like his reaction. It was just, it was so perfect. He just like, ah, come on. Because just let me kill her. You know, his name's Kincaid in the movie. Interesting fact about that. Do you know who they wanted to, or they considered casting for that, that role? No. Sean Connery. That would have been trippy. Wouldn't that have been nuts? That would have been At that real- time, he was, he was long done with, uh, with filming, I think. I, I forget what his League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, I think, was his final movie. But uh, that was definitely, they, they thought about bringing him in for that. Which would have been really awesome, but at the same time, you couldn't have done all the action sequences with him, him being like in his eighties. Yeah, I, I don't know how, because uh, he kind of disappeared before he passed away. Like he, he disappeared from public, 
public view and his health went downhill uh, pretty significantly. But yeah, in 2012, when that movie came out, I don't know how he was doing. Yeah, I would say for me, I, I would definitely say like probably Skyfall, Casino Royale, Spectre, No Time to Die, and Quantum. To me, Quantum of Solace sucked. I wasn't a big fan of it. Yeah, that, that came out during, in 2008. It was during the, the writer's strike, and I think Daniel Craig was like, he took on a bigger role as like a writer even, and it was just, there were there were so many flaws with that movie. The bad guy in that movie uh, was just, boring. I thought he was terrible. Uh, so it just, boring. It wasn't, it wasn't good at all. Yeah, I, I was very bored by him, and then like that weird thing they do at the opera, I'm like, what are we doing here? Like, why, why are we at the opera? Like, I don't care about the opera. Yeah, it's there just, were some good scenes in it, uh, but overall, it was it was definitely a class below the other Daniel Craig movies. Even Spectre was, you know, not a great movie, but just significantly better than Formal uh, Solace. I think Spectre probably had the best opening scene of all the helicopters and stuff. It was. Just I loved like, it. I Paul, I agree with you there. I loved the opening scene in uh, Mexico City. It was awesome. Like Day the, of the dead. Yeah, the buildings falling down, and then like the helicopter and dude, and the like, the guy shooting a rocket through the helicopter door. I'm just like, what is happening? And seeing that in theaters was way better than rewatching it on my TV. Oh, I I agree. No, I mean, it was. Uh, I love the scene. I want to go to uh, Mexico City for Day of the Dead uh, because of that. Like, it was just, it was awesome. That's yeah. another thing I love about these Bond movies. Is like Bond lives this great, you know, he, he's a government employee, but he lives this like life of luxury and, and fantasy, and all these places Everywhere. that he goes to are just beautiful and awesome. And it's like that's why people want to live the James Bond lifestyle, you know? Yeah, I mean. I just want to like work on a Bond movie just so I can travel for free. <laughs> That's where I'm at with I it. I know to go to locations, dude. It's, oh, it's uh, sick. I mean, me personally, this is just me spitballing. I think you could even do like a Bond miniseries on like a Hulu or HBO Max, or, like a Showtime. Really, like um, kind of like they're doing with like. Kind of like they're doing with like Jack Reacher. They got a Jack Reacher show come out. Then you got Jack Ryan. Is Tom Cruise playing Jack Reacher? No, it's some dude that's just like jacked and huge. Because the Jack Reacher character, have you ever read the books? No, I have. I've read a couple of them. So the guy in the book, he's supposed to be like 6'5", like 275, just pure freaking muscle. <laughs> and Tom Cruise is what, 5'4 on a good day? Yeah, he's a small guy. Yeah, so like the dude they got it, I, I could tell you his name and you can look him up and you'd be like, oh, he's been a bunch, he's just been a bunch of random stuff. But yeah. I'm like, oh, so they got something that's huge and jacked. This makes sense because this guy is supposed to be like, I can just literally break you in half with my pinky kind of thing. So I'm like, I'm really pumped that Tom Cruise isn't the character again because it's a TV show. But. But Tom Cruise basically does break people with his pinky. Yeah, but it's not believable because he's wearing he's wearing lifts. It's like it's like it's like me beating up someone that's six eight. It's just not gonna happen. Uh, but, but I'll tell you, Paul, I, I'm a huge Tom Cruise fan too. I mean, his movies are awesome. He's a nut job, but I love his movies. Oh, they're awesome. Isn't Mission Impossible coming out this summer? And Top Gun too. Wait, so they're I I remember Top Gun. So they both are. He's got two this summer. He's got Top Gun Two coming out three two days before my birthday. Oh my gosh. 
Do you know how freaking pumped I am? So guys, if you don't know, I'm a huge Top Gun fan. So I've been waiting for this movie for 34 years because it came out like two months after I was born. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's hilarious. Isn't your mom a huge Tom Cruise fan too? Oh no, she hates him. Hates him. She does? Yeah. Like, dude. I think your brother does too. He doesn't even watch movies, so he doesn't count. <laughs> Love <laughs> you, Steve. I'm a huge fan. He also like, didn't like Tom Brady. I mean, let's let's cut to the chase here. Didn't like Tom Brady until he starts posting on ins- or, uh, social media, and uh, now he loves him. I, I've been I've been a Tom Brady fan since he was on the Patriots. Oh, fuck Tom Brady. Yeah, you yeah you haven't come around yet. I won't. He took a Super Bowl ring off my finger. Oh, that's right. The Panthers fan. Back I'm sure, in- I'm sure everybody knows about that on here, right? Oh God, we ain't got time. To, that's a whole another podcast. That's another podcast. Sorry, we're getting off topic here. That's a two-hour rant right there. But yeah, um, yeah. crap. What was I? Gonna, but yeah, I do. I dressed as as Top Gun for Halloween this year, and I was really pumped about it. Like I shaved my beard. It was full dedication. I got the flight suit, the dog tags, shaved my Real? beard, sunglasses. Oh yeah, full send. I don't think I saw that. I'll I'll send you pictures. I got some. Send me the pictures. You should you should post that on this podcast so everybody can see. Or I could just put on a tuxedo and be Bond. That, well, yes, I know you should you should dress up as Bond when uh, when this gets posted. I should. All right, man. Well, we're almost out of time, so I'm gonna wrap this up before this just exits out and we don't get our send off. So again, dude, thank you so much for coming on, and we will definitely have to have another chat about that we'll just we'll just have bond talks we'll break down the connery movies the pierce bronson movies and so on and so forth no we we should definitely we should definitely do that paul it was uh, good to finally get on here after all these episodes and uh yeah we'll, we'll talk more bond in the future and and other topics as well and so now that you've been a guest when the life of pie t-shirts come out you just get one do I get one? You when get are those one. coming? Um, I am still trying to find a good deal to make them because, like, right now people are wanting like crazy expensive prices on them because yeah. of all the shortage of stuff. Well, so, when, when you get them, let me know, man. I definitely, uh, I'll rep that for sure. Hell yeah! All right, man. Well, again, thank you so much for coming on, and everybody. Once again, I want to thank Luke and everybody who's listened. And as always, I hope you've enjoyed your slice of pie. Paul, can we do one last thing? You should you should have the true Bond send off here and say, uh, "Life of Pi will return." The life of Pi will return. <laughs> All right, buddy. Good All right, talk. later, man. See you later. Bye. <laughs>